any property managers out there looking to make your life harder? I didn't think so. Meet Hostfully, an all-in-one solution designed to make short-term property management easier. An Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com preferred software partner, Hostfully seamlessly syncs your property info, pricing, and availability on over 17 listing sites. Hostfully's single-view calendar provides instant protection from double bookings, and its unified inbox keeps your guests and team messages all in one place. So no more logging in and out of multiple sites. You can even create your own direct booking website without extra fees. With task automations and over 100 integrations, Hostfully serves as a centralized hub. So whether you manage one or 1,000 properties, you can tailor your plan to fit your unique business model. And for those on the move, Hostfully's new mobile app offers everything you need to operate your business away from your desk. But that's not all. Explore Hostfully's beautiful digital guidebooks with AI-generated itineraries customized to your guest preferences. So make life easier with Hostfully. For a limited time, Hostfully is offering Boostly listeners an unheard of deal. $200 off your PMP subscription plus six months of premium guidebooks for free. Normally, this deal is only £100 off and two months of free guidebooks. So hurry. There's only running for this deal between October the 14th and the 31st. Go to www.hostfully.com slash Boostly and let them know you're in on this deal through the chat option at the bottom of the screen. Again, that's www.hostfully.com slash Boostly and let them know. Okay, so welcome to the Boostly Spotlight series. This is uh, on the Boostly podcast. My name is Liam Carolan, and in this mini-series, it's a little bit different from our normal uh, podcasts. We're going to focus on businesses, products, and services, which you as a hospitality owner need to know about and things that can help your business. So today, we're talking all things glamping. Perhaps you're a host who already offers glamping or somebody who's got some land and you're thinking about offering glamping, or maybe you just know somebody with some land and you just would like to know how you can advise them to get started. Well... Today, I'm excited to be joined by Nick Perslow, and for the next 20 minutes, we're going to dive into his amazing service and uh, and how he can help you get started. The company is Glampitech from uh, Glampitech North America, and uh, yeah, let's dive in. So Nick, welcome along, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Liam. That's really appreciate it. So why don't we get started by you introducing yourself, how you got started in, in this industry? Yep. So um, my name is Nick. I started with Glampitech UK in 2020. Uh, that company actually started in 2018 uh, when my business partner, um, he started his own glamping site on the north coast of Scotland called NC500 Pods. He, in the process of doing that, he realized that there wasn't really enough help for people in his position. So straight after he set up that, that glamping site, he started Glampitech UK in around 20, 2018, 2019. Uh, and the aim of that was just to guide people through the process of starting a glamping business. Uh, the main hurdle being planning permission in the UK. Uh, you have to apply for permission to your local council to build. And um, yeah, once you've got that over the line, then you, you can officially sort of construct your glamping business and start taking guests in. So that grew fairly rapidly. I joined in 2020 uh, just as kind of a helping out with, with content and marketing, but gradually took on more responsibility took part in different teams and departments and learned a lot more about the whole setup process and saw how things were done. And yeah, we're at the Glamping Show UK in 2021. So nearly a year ago to the day, pretty much. Uh, we'd had a good show and on the Saturday night, 
we're out having a few beers and I just said, let, let me crack America for you. And that's where it started. And then, you know, what followed was a lot of research, reaching out to people in the American industry. And yeah, and, and now we, we launched a couple of months ago in the US and Canada. And what we do is, is fairly similar. Is we, we aim to guide people through the process of starting a glamping business. And that starts with making sure people have the right zoning. So I won't go into too much detail, but you know, you've got to make sure that your land is the correct kind of designation to be allowed to build a glamping project. We also have some great partners who work with us on assessing the feasibility of glamping ideas. We help people get their permits, which is essentially the American equivalent of, of planning permission. You know, we work with some great architects for that. We just aim to guide people through the whole process essentially because to someone, you know, even people experiencing the short-term rental space, starting a glamping business is a completely different proposition. Uh, and there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump through, which is why it helps to work with people like ourselves and our partners to sort of just make sure you're on the right track throughout the whole process and that you're ready to start a profitable glamping business. That's cool. And if if you're a short-term rental host listening to this, first of all, if we take a step back, why glamping in general? What What is it about glamping? I think glamping, the, the reason why it's getting so much attention at the minute as a, as a business investment is the, the returns you can get are incredible. If you do it right, it's not uncommon to see, see returns, you know, your, your, your whole investment return in two or three years. I think partially because you can get a lot of units on the other slice of land. Let's say you've got you know, an acre, two acres, you can get five, six, seven, eight units, uh, whether they're tents or pods or anything like that. Uh, and you can be charging upwards of a hundred dollars a night and a hundred dollars will be on the low end. You know, it, there are places like in Maine, you know, north of the, you know, north of the, north of New York where they're charging like $400, $500 a night for safari tents and things like that. And because you can get so many, you know, you don't want to you know, pack them all in, um, but but you can get a fair amount of units onto your land. And to be able to charge $100, $200, $300 a night for each of these, the returns just speak for themselves. There's there's obviously costs associated with it, but it's just cleaning and and, and power really. Um, and and they're, the, they're the two main costs and um, operating costs. And yeah, it's just, it's just a fantastic investment opportunity and it's capitalizing on people's desire to experience the outdoors and get a little bit closer to nature when, you know, maybe in the, in recent years they've, they've withdrawn from it a little bit, but also retaining that sense of luxury that you don't necessarily get with traditional camping. That's cool. And if I was a host, uh, what would I need to get started? So if I've either got some land or I know somebody with some land, what would your advice be to me? Yeah. So I'll talk about the UK and the US here because. There are differences to the system, but, but the principles are generally the same. In both countries, I'd, I'd recommend before you do anything else, before you buy any glamping units, before you even buy any land, if you, let's say you've got land, you want to make sure that you're in the right place um, to legally be able to build a glamping project. So uh, in the UK, you, you can apply to, for, for, for planning permission no matter what and whether or not you'll get it. Um, depends on your council's policies and, and, and generally what, what they think about the project. The US is a little bit more restrictive, but the principles are the same. You'll be able to see how likely you are to get permission to build based on what your councils say in their policies and rules and regulations, which are all publicly available. You'll also be able to look at how, how your council or your county have dealt with previous glamping applications in the area. If you go out online and they've got some portals and you can request information. Um, so the first thing I'd always check before you spend any time or money on is this a good idea is make sure that you can actually build a glamping project on your land because I've heard horror stories of people who you know, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on glamping tents and everything like that only to find out that they can't actually build. So the first thing I do is reach out to a company like Glamp Protect to figure out, okay, is this going to be legally permissible to build? 
And then, you know, I'd start looking into the feasibility, you know, how much is this going to cost to set up? Am I in the right location? You know, business-wise, you know, is there going to be enough visitors coming in? Am I going to be able to attract visitors? And then later down the line, you'll need to get all your permissions, uh, you know, submit a site plan to the, to the, to the council or the county in the US, um, stand in front of, of a, a public meeting and, and argue a case that this is going to bring benefits to the local community. Uh, but before you do anything like that, just do your pre-check to make sure that it's even worth pursuing at all. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. That's cool. And that's exactly what your company, Glenn Glamptech, uh, allows people to do is, is to do that sort of due diligence on, on people's behalf. So how, how does that work and, and how do you help with that? Yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the, first, the first stage. Uh, it's we, charge, we don't charge much at all for it. It's, that sort of, it's almost a loss leader for us because we want to you know, make sure that people aren't just going into the process when they've got no chance of doing, being able to do it. And we want to sort of gain the trust of people and show that we know what we're talking about. So those who are going to be able to do it and we can just guide them through the rest. So uh, in, in the UK, we offer something called a Caesar beta study, which is um, a look at everything to, related to your glamping business. So it will look at your, you know, your financial projections, competitor analysis and things like that. But the main benefit is that it will look at your local council's policies, uh, look at how they've dealt with previous applications in the area and just give you a really good idea of, are you likely to get planning permission? And then, you know, once you've got that knowledge, you can make the decision as to whether it's worth going ahead with or not. Uh, we charge £497 for that, roughly. In the US, it's slightly different because there are uh, even more barriers to getting started in the US land-wise and, and, you know, jurisdiction-wise. So we focus solely on that, you know, are you going to be able to build on this property? Are you going to be able to get a permit for it? And again, it's a similar kind of rate. It's around $497. And from that, you'll get your, you know, you'll know whether it's going to be possible. And if it is possible, we'll give you the next steps. You, know, you have to do this to get approved. You have to do this to get funding. Uh, and it, it's just that sort of foundational report that will guide the rest of the process moving forward. That's cool. And what would you say the biggest challenges you find? Obviously, you're, you're in contact with a lot of glamping mm -hmm. businesses. What, what are some of the big challenges that glamping businesses face? Well, generally, what I've just said, really, it's, it's, it's getting started. Uh, in, it, I'll focus on the U.S. for a little bit. In the U.S., every piece of property is given a particular zoning designation. So you might be in an agricultural zone, you might be in a residential zone, whatever. And your local county or city will have specific rules and regulations about what is allowed to be built in these particular zoning districts. And a lot of people are just in a zoning district where you're not allowed to do anything like a glamping style or camping style development. It's just simply not allowed. A lot of people are actually in counties where no matter what zoning district you're in, you're not allowed to, to, to do anything like that. So that is the biggest hurdle, I'd say, which is why it's so important to check, you know, are you allowed to do this before you even think about any of the other stuff? So the, 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 the regulatory barriers, I'd say, are the biggest issues. The other one is funding. In the UK, a lot of people, a lot of our clients generally have cash to do it. You know, they're generally landowners, they have cash, they want maybe five or six glamping pods. In the US, it's a bit different. I think the culture is more geared towards getting funding anyway. That, you know, first thought is, right, let me get investment. People are more prepared to 
you know, spend time getting an investment rather in the UK, it's a bit more, okay, have I got the money or have I not? And so, yeah, accessing funding is, is generally a, a big obstacle because you have to show investors or banks or whoever that this is going to be a viable business opportunity, which is where something like a feasibility study, which will give you your financial projections can help. But because that is so in depth, like that doesn't come too cheaply either. So you've got, you've got to have a bit of cash to be able to invest in getting an investment, if you see what I mean. So that, that can be quite a barrier as well. So in, in my mind, I think I've, I've got it and, and the host listening, we'll get it where if I know somebody with some land or if I've got some land myself and I'm thinking of doing glamping, but I just need to get started, that's when I contact you guys. Is that the case? So it's a case of if I just know people with land, is it when do we get in touch with you? Yeah, so if, you, if you've got land, then great. You could, we'll charge you 500 quid in the UK, $500 in the US to have a look at it, produce a really in-depth report on you know, whether this is going to be possible, whether it's not going to be possible, what your next step should be. And that's you know in the, in the grand scheme of the hundreds, thousands of dollars or pounds that are required to go into a glamping project, you know, 500 quid is, is nothing. So that's, that's where I'd recommend speaking to us. I'd also recommend speaking to us if you don't have land. Uh, if you're looking, let's say... You're looking across, you know, four or five different counties in the US for, for a property. We can identify which counties have the rules and regulations that are least strict on these glamping stardom elements. So we can identify the ones that just won't allow it at all. We can identify the ones that will, you know, are fairly flexible. And we can sort of narrow down your property search to the counties and districts that something like this is going to be possible. So also if you don't have land, then definitely get in touch and we can help you find land that is appropriate for a glamping development. That's cool. And with a focus still on, on your products, how far, you know, sort of, it sounds like you hold the hands of, of people looking to, to get started all the way through. When does that handholding let go? When, when is your services finished and, and the person then starts off, uh, you know, with, on their own? Uh, generally, once they've got all their permits and applications, we can help with websites. We can also pass our website, people who want websites onto guys like yourself. So that's generally like the sort of last stage generally although we can help with with ongoing marketing too once they've opened their doors and uh, we've done that for, for a couple of people because you know the, the knowledge that my business partner Callum garnered from from having his own glamping sites in, in Scotland they've got like 70,000 followers across Facebook and Instagram so like we, we never understand marketing too and um, so we can help with with ongoing marketing but generally our sort of main body of services pretty much ends the day that they're able to open their doors. That's cool. So right to the point where their first site's open and they're hosting their first guest, which is cool. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 Marketing Tactics, that is in the Playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint and uh, we'll see you on the other side. How important is it for uh, direct bookings for, for glamping if we just go on a slightly different angle now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I, I, I love I love Boosty stuff and I actually reached out to you guys because cause I uh, completely agree with, with everything you guys say. Um, the, I mean, I, I, would, I would generally recommend when, when starting out because you've got so many units to fill. It's not like a traditional Airbnb where you've just got one house to fill. You know, I, I'd always recommend going on Airbnb and, and booking.com and places like this to start with uh, when you're just trying to get as many bookings as possible. But from that, once you've you know, got a reasonable occupancy rate, absolutely everything should be geared towards getting people to, to rebook through your own website. And you should have a, a good website from day one. 
again, my business partner, Callum, when he started his glamping site, he had his website ready long before the site was opened. He was able to get direct bookings before the site was opened, which gave him a little bit of cash to sort of give the final push. And yeah, it, it just makes complete sense to focus on your website. It's a stronger brand and also you don't have to pay out commissions. And as Mark will say, you know, you're not, you're not owned by uh, whatever the CEO of Airbnb is. It's called, I forgot his name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, absolutely um, direct people to your own website. And, you know, if someone books through Airbnb, for example, for their first day, offer them incentives to book through their web- own website and you know, capture them marketing channels and everything like that. Um, but yeah, absolutely direct bookings are, are massively important and will save you a lot of money in the long run. That's cool. And one question I'd have for you is you, you obviously get to see a lot of different glamping sites. Is there any that you see which you kind of know they're going to be more successful? Is is there any things which help to make a successful glamping site in general? The ones that are, that are different generally generally catch my eye, uh, whether they've got a particularly unique structure. Like I saw one in, in the US the other week where it was a, it's hard to describe, but it was like a complete like mirrored exterior structure. So, so it, when you, you could, you were looking at yourself in the mirror essentially, but it looks cooler than that. Uh, and just anything that you're like, wow, okay, I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, there's a, there's a place called Port Lim in the UK where you can stay in like a, a lodge and you're surrounded by tigers and leopards and things like that. And obviously that is like ridiculous, but it's just a recipe for 95% to hundred percent occupancy rate. Uh, obviously those kind of things are hard to get approval for it costs a lot more money. So it's sort of a, a balancing act, but a- anything that is, is different and that makes you stand back and say, wow, okay, I haven't seen anything like that before in the UK, that's a little bit harder to do because the UK is a glamping market is quite a bit more mature than the U S is, whereas the U S is, is very much on the rise and there's so much opportunity to sort of influence the direction of the industry. And, and at the minute it's, there's. Yeah, you know, demand is far exceeding supply. So in the minute in the US, you could sort of put up a few tents and you'd be absolutely fine. But you know, in five years, ten years, you want to be making sure that you're different and, and something like a, a unique structure or unique branding or anything like that will, will definitely help. It's something we see time and time again where hosts who are brave and don't yeah. do something different zigs while everyone else zags. It's, yeah. it's just something which is a, a recipe for for success, isn't it? And this it's nice to see that as the case with with glamping as well. Absolutely. So in general, obviously there'll be uh, people who have listened to this who are thinking, well, you know, we've got some, we've got some land or that sounds like something we might want to do. And with, with glamping in general at the moment, since the, the pandemic, most people want to get back to nature, you know, they're escaping mm-hmm. the cities. They want some time to relax, get away from, you know, sort of phones and, and devices and all that sort of thing. So it's definitely a market which seems to be on the rise. If people wanted to get in touch and to generally see your services, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, so if you're in the UK, then the website is www.glampertech.com. Or if you're in the US or Canada, then it's www.glampertech.com forward slash US. So that's the best place to see what we do. Uh, you can contact us at contact at glampertech.com uh, and we can you know, just tell us about your site. We can book a call in. And yeah, just guide you through the whole process. Uh, we've obviously also got Facebook and Instagram and everything like that too. That's cool. And I'm sure we'll add the links to both the uh, the live that we're out at the moment and also on the on the podcast if you're listening on the podcast as well. So, Nick, this has been really interesting. I think we've got a grasp of of what you do. And if anybody out there who's listening has got uh, land or is thinking about doing glamping, then contact uh, Glamputech and uh, you know get in touch with Nick to see if their services can help you. 
I hope this uh, behind the uh, spotlight, sorry, spotlight series on Boostly has been useful. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Nick. Did you have any closing comments? Is there anything you're excited about in hospitality at the moment? I mean, I'm going to be biased, but I'm extremely excited about the potential for the glamping industry in the US and Canada. It's such a, it's at such an early stage, and I've seen how you know how, how the UK has grown and matured. You know, you know, their glamping industry has grown and matured. The US is two, three, four years behind. And I can just see it, you know, its trajectory. There's a, there's a rocket ship behind you there. And that's the trajectory that, that, that the US glamping industry is going in. So I'm extremely excited to, to be a part of it and, and help people get their glamping businesses started in the US and Canada. Sounds good to me. It reminds me of um, a quote I've just uh, heard from Alex Harmozy, which is a fantastic um, sales and marketer and uh, worth checking out for people if you haven't heard of him. But uh, he says that it's sometimes not about how hard you row, but it's about the boat you're in. And if you're in the boat in glamping market in those locations, you know, it's going to be, you're going with the tide, aren't you? So um, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely bang on to so what I was just talking about there. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on the Spotlight series. If you're a host and you're listening to this and you're listening to it on the Boostly podcast series and you're wanting to get more tips on hospitality, come and join us in the Hospitality Facebook community and uh, come and add uh, to the community there. If you've got no other closing comments, Nick, well, then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up for today. And I just want to say thank you for coming on. That's all for me. Thank you very much for having me, Liam. Massively appreciate it. No worries. Bye for now.